Everybody out there, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Broad Sports. Broad Sports. As always, I'm I'm Derek. And I'm Luke. We're back. We're back. We're back for good. We're back to start 2019 on on top. Just like the Nuggets. Yep, just like the Nuggets. Number one. Always. Broad Sports. Did you know that the Nuggets are technically undefeated on the year? They are undefeated on the year. That it's is been a crazy. full year since the Nuggets lost. That, Did you know that? That is crazy. One full year. Vance Joseph got fired a year ago. I know. It's insane. <laughs> it feels like yesterday. It feels like, yeah, just yesterday, but I guess it's already been a year, so. It's been, yeah. You know. It's crazy. Time flies when you're making podcasts. Making podcasts, yep. <laughs> yep. So anyway, hope everybody had a great holiday season. Yeah, just, uh, yeah we missed last week. We said we talked about doing a, a Christmas episode, but we are sorry that did not happen. It never materialized. Because the, well... People's emotional stability. It did not help that the Broncos played on Christmas Eve yeah. against the Oakland Raiders and how they looked. That was bad. It was kind of like the Broncos ruined everybody's Christmas. How can you get up and do a, make like a happy Christmas podcast when all you want to do is just bash the Broncos? Bash the Broncos. Like, yeah, we figured that it would be better to just take a holiday off and just relax, yep. spend some quality time with family and Instead of bash the Broncos, yeah, in this on a happy day, yep. So yeah, all right. Well, I mean, got pretty big news, Vance Joseph. We've been waiting. So how do you feel? Amazing. Give us your thoughts. I'm very Sella. happy. It's a party at the Broke Sports Sella. headquarters. Come on. I got some champagne. I feel yeah. like that episode. Like it's like we're the Muppets. Uh huh. Like celebrating when celebrating in the hot tub. Yeah, exactly. When the uh, aliens come to talk, yeah, and we're Muppet, just having a party. Muppets from space. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Muppets from space. Great movie. It is a great movie. <laughs> very underappreciated, you know. Uh huh. But, but yeah, yeah, it's just a big party. It's great. I'm very happy about Vance Joseph, but at the same time, I'm very disappointed about John Elway. I'll be real. I've oh, been yeah, saying it. I've been saying it from the. Did get-go. you actually think he was going to go anywhere? No. You're crazy if you did. No. Yeah, I completely agree. But well, it's it doesn't make it less. It doesn't make it hurt less just because he's not going anywhere, as expected. I he's, mean, yeah, he's still the root of the problem. Yeah, he is the root of the problem, but he's not going to go anywhere. No, it doesn't matter. It was basically confirmed by the uh, by the different quotes that Joe Ellis gave out and John Elway gave out this week about how basically John Elway doesn't have a boss. And it's just, yeah, you know, he's he doing his best. He doesn't have a boss. His biggest his biggest uh, hater is himself, the man in the mirror. That's who he reports to. Yep. John Elway reports to John Elway. So, you yeah, know. Exactly. I don't. Yeah, he doesn't have a boss. He can't get fired, like, unless, until someone actually takes over the team. Yeah. And we realizes. Because Joe Ellis. Joe Ellis won't do, do it. it. Joe Ellis should probably be fired, too. Yeah, he should. Who can fire Joe Ellis? John Elway? Like, yeah. Pat Bolin. Pat Bolin. He can fire Joe Ellis. He could. It'd be funny. He just he just comes up and fires Joe Ellis out of the blue, just like with his Alzheimer's and everything. He just he just makes a statement and fires Joe Ellis. One of his like, one of these last, random days. Yeah. His last wishes no, will be no, to not fire. Not even a last wish. He just comes out. He's like he feels good one of these days and just fires him. Just like, <laughs> having a good day. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I've just uh, I woke up today. I I feel conscious. I feel myself today, and I realize 
that the Broncos are six and ten, and uh, John Elway's probably the problem. Joe Ellis is probably the problem. So I'm going to fire them. Yeah, it'd be nice. That's the dream. Then the next day he has Alzheimer's again. It'd Back be, to normal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That could be. That could happen. Yeah. It's horrible, but that's like the best case situation for the Broncos right now until whatever, two or three years from now when we have another, a real owner. Yeah. But otherwise, we are stuck with the Joe Ellis, John Elway. Combo. Train. The JJ. The J- the double J's. JJ train. Yep. Up in the uh, front office. So, yeah. I don't really think the Broncos are truly. Dumb and dumber. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's what they should start being called, Dumb and Dumber. Joe Ellis and John Elway. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think the Broncos' problems, as happy as I am about Vince Joseph being gone, I don't think the Broncos' problems will truly be solved until Elway's gone unless he just magically, and this is a total long shot, unless Broncos fans win the lottery and Elway hits on a quarterback draft pick. That's the only way that all the problems are really going to be solved before Elway leaves. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably not going to happen. So. And based, yeah, exactly. Based on his track record, you know that's not happening. Yeah. We, we could take every quarterback in the draft, What if we just, and none like, of them will be good. What if we just kept trading, or not trading, signing like the free agent quarterbacks every single year? How'd that work out for us? The top this free past agent quarterback. Year. I mean, yeah, this past year wasn't very good, but yeah. I don't blame Keenum for this past year. No, but he's part of the problem. He is part of the problem, but he's not that big of a part of the problem as people make it out to be. Yeah. I don't think. I don't know. He's I your, think coaching was definitely a bigger problem than Case Keenum. I completely agree. But at the same time, though, I will say I think Keenum is in the NFL. He's just a very good backup quarterback. That's yeah. the level of quarterback he is. He's that guy, if you need him to come in for five or six weeks in a row because your actual quarterback went down, Keenum's a guy. <laughs> like Look, last like. Last year with the Vikings. Yeah, well, that was even he stretched that one out. That was yeah. all year. But no. you know, you know what I mean. Like when Carson Wentz gets hurt, like every year Carson Wentz gets hurt. It's like Nick Foles. He's Nick Foles. That's it's who real, Keenum is. Nick Foles. It's crazy. It blows my mind how much money Nick Foles is gonna get. But I mean, like if you think about it, Nick Foles is gonna go down as one of like the greatest backups of all time. He's gonna be a legend. He already is a legend just because. He won the Super Bowl already. He got to the playoffs this year. Watch them watch them win. That's what I was gonna say. Can you imagine if he beats the Bears? Oh my god, like Nick Foles, like all of us it's like he he's be the highest paid quarterback. He's in the a league. very mediocre quarterback, but then in the playoffs he just doesn't lose. Like yep. in clutch games, he does not lose. Yep. It is crazy how uh, how much money he's about to get. He's, Hopefully it's not here, but <laughs> Yeah. It could be. I I just think that Keenum is very comparable to Nick Foles. Yeah. So not Except he's not so the long-term answer. So we need to get answer. him a playoff game. We do, and, get, see, and see what he could do. Well, he won one last year, yeah. the one that against the Saints that they shouldn't have won. Yeah, the but Stephon then, Diggs, but then the guy he lost. Tackle. Then he lost to Nick Foles. Yeah, that's true. Lost to a backup quarterback. But anyway, I'm just saying I'm very excited about Vance being gone. Yeah, it's it is. But exciting. at the same time, it's kind of depressing because the real issue isn't going to be addressed. But hopefully, we address enough of the other issues. To help solve. That we can oversee the John Elway issue that's going on with this team. So, yeah, that's my opinion. What if we just get a new coach and we end up really good and it's like, oh, John Elway's fine. He actually made a good choice. But that's only going to happen if we get a quarterback. You're not getting another Peyton Manning in here that's going to flip the franchise instantly. That's true. Even if Tom Brady was to be released, Tom Brady's not about to flip a franchise. He's too old. 
There's no quarterbacks out there right now like Peyton Manning. Yeah, that's true. So even you could argue, even if the uh, Broncos were to make some sort of huge blockbuster deal and bring in, I don't know, Jared Goff. If, say, the Rams pay all their defensive guys and there's no money for Goff and they trade him, Broncos aren't going to flip that instantly with Elway. I don't know. I think they could. I don't. With Jared Goff, that'd be cool. I'm just saying. There was only one Peyton Manning, and Elway is very lucky to have his name tied to that. Well, yeah. It's like out, people people don't realize that was just all like Peyton all Manning. the coaches. Yeah, exactly. That have perfect, gone hired. Perfect transition from Peyton Manning. there. Broad Sports does transitions. See Adam Gase. Yeah, Adam Gase being fired by the Dolphins. But he made a career off Peyton Manning. Yeah, I'm very jealous. Josh McDaniels has made a whole career off Tom Brady. Bill Belichick has made a whole career off Tom Brady. And Josh McDaniels. Yeah, but look at Bill Belichick. That guy's laughing all the way to his grave. Yeah. He's going to go down as one of the best coaches in the NFL because he had the best quarterback to ever play the game. That's true. Forever. Way to go. (laughs) Except when he was on the Browns, but no one even thinks about that. Yeah, nobody likes to talk about that because it wasn't Tom Brady. Yeah. It doesn't count. He didn't have his quarterback. Yeah, it it doesn't matter. He's not a great coach without the great quarterback. Yeah. But it's all the coach. Yeah. He's the greatest. It's just ridiculous. So, But I am excited, and I'm excited to see Adam Gase get fired. You were excited to see Adam Gase get fired? That was yeah. kind of random. Like, I'm just saying. Who cares? I don't really care if Adam Gase gets fired, as long as he's not our coach. He wasn't very likable when he was mean. here. He took a lot of credit when he shouldn't have got it, just like Mike McCoy. People realized it about Mike McCoy. just took him too long. Oh, he's just yeah. a guy who got to coach Peyton Manning. Now Mike McCoy's like out of the NFL yeah, pretty much. basically. Adam, yeah. Adam Gase will be in the same boat five years from now. He's just a little younger. He's just a little younger. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. So who would you like to see the Broncos go after? Well, I know they have a couple interviews set up already. I was going to say, I can list them for you. The five candidates that are confirmed to be interviewing with the Broncos as of right now, Chuck Pagano. <laughs> no, thank you. He's a cancer. Just, that was mean. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. As too oh. soon, as I used to say when he was coach of the Colts, I believe you remember this. Just because you had cancer doesn't make you a good head coach in the NFL. No, so but, I know that might sound harsh, but he's not for me. But just because you have cancer means you can be a good player. That's true in the NFL. <laughs> All great players have had cancer. Eric Berry, James Conner. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it like, does transition. It's that like a little way. edge. It's like the little edge they have in football. Like, who's better? Like, oh, well, this guy had cancer, so he's better. Well, let's get off this topic because this, okay, this is a bad topic. Coaching. We are not making fun of people with cancer. That's not cool. I'm not making fun of people with cancer. Okay. I'm saying they're better football players. I'm agreeing. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just saying Chuck but Pagano. Worst coaches. Chuck Pagano seems like a very nice guy, but I don't think he's a good coach. Yeah. Let's just stay with that. Yeah. So they're interviewing Pagano. I think that's supposed to happen... Uh, Today. Today, Wednesday. The 2nd, yeah, Wednesday the <laughs> 2nd. Yep. Then we are interviewing the Rams quarterback coach, Zach Taylor, who is, unbeknown to most Broncos country, best buddies with uh, Clint Kubiak. Clint Kubiak? So Gary Kubiak's oldest son, he's best friends with him. That's oh. awesome. I seem to happen to know another guy who ended up on the Broncos that was best friends with somebody's son. Hmm. Possibly Brock Osweiler, best friends with John Elway's son. But maybe, for all you know, this guy's like a mini Sean McVay. 
I'm just saying. He's learning from Sean McVay, and he's teaching Jared Goff how to throw a football. He also <laughs> was in Miami with uh, Tannehill. How's Tannehill? Well, Tannehill's always sucked. Yeah, exactly. That's not the coach's fault. That's Tannehill's fault. Yeah, but you can't get that credit. That's you can put saying. lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. That's true. But I'm just saying that, that one's a little too close to uh, some other lineage of I mean, unsuccessful I I, guys coming I don't really know me. a lot about that guy. So that's kind of like, that could be like the shot. <laughs> he's the wild card. The shot in the dark, you know? He's our Vance like, Joseph. He's our Vance Joseph. Next year when we're 5-11, and 11, Zach Taylor, probably the coach. I don't know. I don't think it'll happen, though. I guess we'll see. I think that's they're doing a favor. But he's right. also interviewing with some other ones. Well, I'd probably see, rather see that guy than Chuck Pagano. That's true. So do you want me to move to the next one? I'm yeah. just going in order of how I know that these are coming. What? So is this like in order of the dates that like this guy will probably interview tomorrow, Zach Taylor? I believe so. Ooh. That right, guy, yeah, Zach Taylor's tomorrow. The next one is Mike Munchak. Mike Munchak. He is the uh, currently the offensive line coach on the Steelers. He's, you know, old school. He was the coach on the Titans for a little period of time. They weren't very good. Yeah. So he's one I could totally see Elway picking him. Just saying. I hope not. Because he's kind of different and he's offense he's offensive minded, but he's just an offensive lineman, basically. So he's got the old school mentality. He's a former player. Like he's the old school guy who's gonna come in and be no BS. Well maybe uh our offensive line would really improve. That's true. So, so I I could see some positives there. But yeah. But I will say when he was with the Titans. Like I feel like people just kind of so ignore the offensive line. And maybe if you just had a offensive line coach. That's true. That could really help. So I wouldn't I'm not completely dead set against that. But you know, it's okay. We'll just say that. Yeah. I guess we'll see what happens. You yeah. know, if they hire him, they hire him. If they don't, they don't. The next one so after Munchak is the Rooney Rule interview, Brian Flores. For those of you that don't know what the Rooney Rule is, it says that you have to interview at least one minority head coaching candidate. Before you hire. Before you hire somebody. Brian Flores is the defensive coordinator on the Patriots. Couldn't they just have interviewed Joe Woods? They could have, but it probably doesn't look good if you do that and then you fire him. So we're not going to interview you for the head coaching position and then fire you the next day after we sign a head coach. Yeah, he really bombed the interview. So let's just <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We <laughs> didn't like funny. him enough that we took away his job. We actually uh not only pr- did not promote him, but we fired him. We removed him from the staff. So yeah, that's why they're not interviewing Joe Woods for that Rooney rule. Brian Flores is the Rooney rule candidate of 2019. Just FYI, he's interviewing with a bunch of teams and Yeah. Let's just I know it sounds dumb. Well, he's not going to get hired by a bunch of teams. I don't. Well, I don't think he'll be hired by anybody. Look good, at good, Matt Patricia's good. Uh, good job to the NFL. Shout out to the NFL for making Brian Flores have a a fun a fun off season. A fun he's going to get some good. Weeks. He's going to get some good meals during the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know. And then it makes all the the slave owners not look as slavey. You mean the as racist. You mean the uh, NFL ownership? Did you see LeBron said, he was like, the NFL is just run by a bunch of slaves. Slave or, owners. Slave owners, yeah. <laughs> I think that I was, thought it was pretty funny because it's kind of true. I think Mark Cuban has said something similar before too. Yeah. Those but, two smart guys, Mark Cuban and LeBron. That's true. But anyway, but let's, yeah, they are, let's it stay is on topic. Okay. But We don't yeah. have a topic. We're broad sports. We talk about whatever we we're want. We're talking about the Broncos interviewees. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Yeah. You're going to NBA. 
Brian Flores. You're yep. just you're the one assuming that it's just a Rooney rule. What if we do actually want to interview him? If we do, I'll go jump off a bridge. <laughs> the Broncos aren't about to hire a defensive coordinator from the Patriots. That's not happening. That's not happening. See Josh McDaniels, 2010. See Matt Patricia, Detroit Lions. How did that go this year? He almost got fired. One and done. It's not going to happen. It is, I'll be surprised. It is John Elway, though. It is, and he's a moron, but he's not. Oh, that, he's not that. Oh, dumb. and he's also kind of. He's like he would not hire a black guy again. Yeah, he's not hiring another one. <laughs> that's like one thing that's to be guaranteed. He will not hire a minority this time around. You know, I agree with a hundred percent. I will bet any amount of money that it'll be a white male, most likely. Anyway, Brian Flores, and then the final interview. This is probably my top choice out of the five. Defensive coordinator Vic Fangio from the uh, Chicago Bears. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be interviewing a lot of places too. He's I don't know if he's interviewing a ton of places, but to me he's the best candidate because he is not a one and done. This wasn't his first year as the defensive coordinator of uh-huh. the Bears. He's been there for like the last three years. And they've had a pretty decent defense that's been getting better and better and better every year for the last couple of years. Yeah. So he has nothing. But now they have a, a Super Bowl defense. Well, yeah, but that's what happens when you get Khalil Mack. So now he's now he's a top coaching candidate. Yeah, exactly. And factor in that his offense finally started scoring some points. But that's but that's why I like him. He's not tied to the Matt Nagy coaching tree. He's the guy who was there before Nagy, and they kept him there. Yeah. So I think he's probably your best. That yeah. I think that, he's that would be cool the safest to pick. see him here. Yeah, but it would. But big but. He's a defensive coordinator, and the last thing that this team needs is another defensive-minded coach, and our offense just does nothing Yeah, again, even if we take Kubiak as our offensive coordinator. Yeah, I heard that Elway really wants Kubiak to be involved with the offense. I've heard that too, and that kind of scares me. I, I don't know. I don't think. That doesn't scare me. How was our offense when we won the Super Bowl? Well, yeah, it was bad, but Peyton Manning was also really bad that year. How was it the year after with Trevor Simeon? Well, that was Trevor Simeon. How was it the yep. year after that with Trevor Simeon again? Yeah, it was even it worse. It was bad. Yeah. Without it, that, Kubiak was gone. I'm just saying his offense hasn't been It hasn't been great. The like, there's best. no doubt about that. Like, it's kind of run its course, but. Yeah, that's what scares maybe me. He's, maybe he's got some new tricks up his sleeve for all you know, you know? I kind of doubt it. But he could. You know. He could. Kubiak's offense was great in the early 2000s. Yeah. And he even had a window in there with the Ravens when he was the offensive coordinator. I think he was the Super Bowl. I think he was their offensive coordinator the year that they won the Super Bowl when they fired Cam Cameron. I don't remember, though, when Joe Flacco lit up the playoffs. Yeah. He was their offensive coordinator when the Ravens were Yeah, I think he was. Points. I think he was. So, anyway, he's he's had a good offense. Maybe just, that's the plan. That's the Broncos' plan. It we're gonna, probably is. We're going to bring back Joe Flacco. We're going to bring Joe Flacco and Kubiak back together. I would be. But we're going to play they're going to play for the Broncos. I would be all for that. That'd be amazing. Our offense would improve overnight. And then we hire uh Fangio. Fangio. That would be amazing. That's the ideal situation. That is like the ideal situation going into 2019. Yep. We get That'd be great. Flacco for you know, with Kubiak, two or three years again. Yeah, two or three years of Flacco. Sign me up. Draft a quarterback. Doesn't have to be this year. If you get Flacco, you can wait till next year. But you got to draft one mm-hmm. at let some him, point. Yeah, yeah. Let him sit behind Flacco for a year or two, and then throw him in. And in the meantime, you have Flacco with his old offensive coordinator Kubiak 
and a defensive-minded head coach. That sounds pretty good to me. It sounds I'll great. I'll take that. I would love that. That's we, at least eight wins. At least, I would hope. I doubt that'll happen. We'll probably get none of those three. Yeah, it'll be it'll be Brian Flores. Yeah, exactly. It'll be <laughs> Brian Flores, and he'll bring in like some little assistant coach from the Patriots to be the offensive coordinator. Yeah. And then, yeah, we'll be terrible. Joe Woods stays. Joe Woods stays. Joe Woods promoted to assistant head coach. Yeah. Assistant GM, Joe Woods. All right, well, uh, we're at 20 minutes, and we've been talking about the worst team in Denver. That's fine, though, because they're the... Well, yeah, I guess it's the biggest news in Denver for sure. Yeah. But I do think we should move on a little bit because there's a lot more to talk about. Well, what would you like to talk about? Well, I guess we could stick in football and talk about some playoffs. Okay. Oh, no. I know what we we should mention first. Our uh, upset pick record. Oh, yeah, that's true. We never closed out with that. The the year is over. The year is over. So how do we do? The year is complete. Broad Sports went a impressive... Nine seven and one on the nine, season. Nine seven and one. Not, I will take that. Not too shabby. That's two that's, games over five hundred. That's a wild card spot. It nine is. seven and one. It is, <laughs> and that's on straight upsets. Yeah, those are so, upsets, not just one pick. No, because like we, we could, could easily go pick a one game. Yeah, no, if we, we pick, pick one upset to if win. If we just picked one game every week, we could go fifteen and two. Yeah, I stand by that. Yeah, that'd I, be easy. Yeah, you could pick so any easy. game every week, just one game, easy. But those are straight upsets. Underdog team that beats the favorite, and we picked one every week, and yeah. we got nine of them right. It's pretty good. I'll take it with a tie. That is good, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That would be, I've said this to you before, if we put money on those games, say we lived in Las Vegas and we were betting, we would 100% have been guaranteed profit because we went over 500. It's a pretty good record. That is good record. Just saying. We beat Vegas. Soak it, Vegas. Technically. <laughs> Next year. Yep. We'll, we'll anyway, put money on it. Next year we'll put 10 bucks on every game <laughs> and see how it comes. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on to playoffs. So playoffs. What What are your predictions for the playoffs? Super Bowl. Super Bowl or just playoffs? Okay, so should here. we go week by week? No, I guess we can go. Let me start it with you here in Wild Card Weekend. Okay, Wild Card Weekend. Because we'll this is there. my hot take of the week. I... I'm saying that both AFC wildcard teams are going to win this weekend. The Chargers are going into Baltimore and winning. I think the Chargers are 100% winning. And the Houston Texans are going to lose to the to Colts. Indy. Yeah. I would agree with that. I Both AFC wildcard teams will win. I think both win. of the wildcard teams are better. Yeah. And so. then you're going to have the Chargers. The Chargers are the five seed. The yeah. Chargers will go to New, New England, England. And they will beat New England. Oh, I don't know about that. And then... But I do think that Colts is... Colts will go to Chiefs. The Colts, the Colts will go to the Chiefs they, in Arrowhead. And they will beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. That is my hot take of the year. I've called it... I called this like like five weeks ago. I said the Colts will get in the wild card and beat the Chiefs. And yeah. now it's going to happen. They could. I, Two weeks from now, I'm, I'm willing, calling it. I'm I called willing, it like five weeks ago, but now it's actually going to happen. Yeah. I'm willing to go out on a limb. This isn't my hot take, but I will say it wouldn't surprise me at all if your AFC championship game is both the wildcard teams. If you have a Colts-Chargers AFC championship game. I honestly, I can't. I, can see I don't know if I can see the Patriots losing to the Chargers. They're not that good this year. But they're 
they're still the Patriots. They're still Tom Brady. They don't yeah. care. They're kind of like the Warriors. They don't really care. They're just playing. And then now is when they actually play. Like, they're not going to lose. Phillip Rivers. Not to the Chargers. He's on a mission. Maybe the Colts. The Col- I like the Colts. Andrew, I think the Colts, their offense could give the Chiefs offense a run for their money. You know? I could see the Chargers. And their defense is better. Chargers in the Super Bowl, potentially. I mean, I could see it, but because the Chargers are really good this year. There's They're no good doubt. all they around. They beat the Chiefs. Yeah. They beat the Chiefs, and they could beat anybody. Yeah. But I just think I would rather play the Chiefs instead of play New England in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. I'd rather go to Arrowhead and then instead of go to going to uh, New England. Yeah, I agree. Because Arrowhead, you know the Chiefs are good for a first. Oh, they're going to choke. They're good for a uh, first game exit. They're going to choke. They're going to yeah. like blow a timeout, and then it's going to cost them the game or something. Mahomes will throw four interceptions. It'll <laughs> yeah. be the worst game of his year. Probably. Like, it won't surprise me. But I'm just saying, hot take. And honestly, I think three of the wildcard teams will win. Because I think Seattle is going to say. I was going to say, I could see all four winning. I could too, but I think the Bears will take care of business I hope, and beat okay. the Eagles. That's the one that I really hope The happens. Bears are my team. Like I hope that the Bears, out of all the teams left, I hope that the Bears will win the Super Bowl. I want to see the Rams. But I would say, okay, Rams or Bears are yeah. my two favorite for sure. But I would want, I would say Bears over Rams. But I am not too confident in Nick Foles going <laughs> We already kind of covered this. Some Nick Foles playoff miracles. is pretty dangerous in the playoffs going into Chicago. That's true. And then also the Bears kind of have like this Fangio guy. This they distraction. Have that yeah, little the distraction. distraction over their head. And Trubisky has never been in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, yeah, I could see it. I happening. mean, I hope that the Bears win. I hope they go all the way, but I could see an upset there with I th- Nick Foles. I think the Bears' defense is good enough. So that could be a hot take. All four wild card teams will win. That's true. That could be a very hot take. I'm willing to say three, though. How much will, How much money would that get us in Vegas? Quite a bit. That would get us. <laughs> you put, I know. A parlay a with parlay all, four all four wild card teams. I know. So I can tell you this. I know that a parlay of the two AFC teams basically gets you like 300%. So if you put 100 bucks down on Chargers and Colts, you you get paid out like three hundred dollars. Yeah, so that's pretty good. I mean, that's probably going to happen too. Yeah, exactly. That's realistic. <laughs> that's not even like dumb money. That's like smart. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. So I was going to say you just kind of hit your Super Bowl. Who do you? So you want the Bears, but who do you think it'll be? I think it will be the Rams. I know they've kind of slowed you, down. Do you think they're going into New Orleans? A little bit. New Orleans. Yeah, I do. Who will come out of the? Just AFC? like uh, Marcus Peters said. He said, Sean Payton keep talking this shit, but we're going to see him in the playoffs. That's true. Yeah, they're going to beat him. They're going to – yeah, They're. I think the Rams – I know they've been, like, a little cold in the past couple of weeks. They've – Gurley got banged up, and they just haven't been on. They lost to the Bears, and uh, they, they've just been kind of cold. I think they'll pick it back up in the playoffs, though, and I think they'll just kind of roll through to the, to the NFC Championship game, and then they'll beat the Saints. Who's coming out of the AFC? AFC? I think the AFC is wide open. Colts. Colts. Colts and Rams. That's Luke's Broad Sports pick There's no for way. the Super Bowl. Colts versus Rams. There's no way. So I will take. There is a way. My ideal Super Bowl is not the same as who I think will be in the Super Bowl. So my ideal Super Bowl would be a all Los Angeles Super Bowl. That would Chargers, that would be fun. Chargers Rams. That'd be a very fun Super Bowl, yeah. and I could live with both teams winning. 
Call even though I'm a Bronco fan, I don't care. I like Philip Rivers. He deserves a Super Bowl. He's a great player. But so that's my ideal one. What I think is going to happen, I think it's going to be the Saints. In New I, Orleans, like I that. think the Saints will take care of the Rams. Or, unfortunately, I mean, New England. That yeah, would be literally the worst Super Bowl ever. New Orleans versus New England. I think it's probably going to be probably. New Orleans, New England. That's where it's like my literally money is. any other option, and I'll be all right with it. Uh, New like Orleans usually, Chiefs. That's pretty bad. Too. Yeah, I don't want that either. So either of the one twos out of the AFC are both bad. Yeah, but I think I think New Orleans, New England is what it's going to be, and <laughs> I say that, and I'm saying that, would that be completely. Terrible. But I, I stand by that I don't think New England's very good this year, but they weren't last year either, and one, they still made it to the Super Bowl. One thing about that is that it would be, if that was the case, which is very likely that it could be, it would be Tom Brady versus Drew Brees in the Super Bowl, which would actually be not too terrible. That's true. And the winner would probably retire. That's also true. Like th- for So real. you're saying that Drew Brees would retire next year? I don't know about that. I think Tom Brady would retire if he won. Well, he or won. if Drew I think Drew Brees, Brees would retire too. The Saints would win. I think if I think whoever would win would retire. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. Which would be like kind of an iconic Super Bowl, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, beating the other legend. Be the legend beats the legend and then retires. And leaves. Yeah. So like I guess if that did happen, that wouldn't be terrible because that would be kind of cool. Yeah. I guess, but. It would have some upside. But at the same time, those are two teams. But yeah, at the same time, I don't want to see either of those teams. I don't want to see either of those cities celebrate another championship. Exactly. Well, New Orleans. Well, New Orleans hasn't had one in a while. They just celebrate murder rates going down. But that's true. uh, (laughs) In beignets. Yeah, in beignets. (laughs) No, but I think the beignet place is too crowded for the locals to ever go there. It's all the tourists that go to the beignet places. Yeah, but there's probably like really good. That ones that people don't know local ones. Yeah, yeah. like same with po' boy places. Yeah. Okay. The really good place, but. It's not on the tourist map. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I'm sure those exist. But yeah, I think that's most likely. So yeah, I don't want to see those teams, but it could and is very likely. It's true. Should we transition? I know we were already pretty far in, but talk a little nugs. Yeah. First nugs. first place. 2019, as first you, place. As you may have saw, Broad Sports was at the Nuggets game last night. Yep. Watched us take Against care of the Knicks. Knicks. That was a pretty bad game, but you know. It wasn't terrible. I had a good time. Oh yeah, I had a good time, but they played down to their opponent. Yeah, well, it wasn't, Knicks. and there wasn't any life in the building. It's weird. Some of these teams, when they come here, there's just when certain teams come to play the Nuggets, the crowd is much more energized, and the Knicks were not one of them. All I could, all I was thinking about last night at the game was, wow. Carmelo Anthony destroyed the Knicks franchise. That's, that's true <laughs> for so long. <laughs> That's true. It's really funny. Like he just he really did. He took them in the He tank. went there. They thought they were at peak, like they were like gonna be contending every year. Then boom, all of a sudden they bottom got, of the bot like dumpster fires and then he leaves yep. and now they're even worse than ever. Yep. I was actually like watching them last night, I never I didn't really recognize any of their players because like it's the Knicks and they only have nine wins. Yep. I, I thought that was kind of funny too. They only have nine wins. They have Ennis Cantor. That is, yeah, the Ennis Cantor. He's pretty scary looking. He's pretty good. But uh, they do have like 
some decent young players that yeah. like they could be pretty solid and they don't have Porzingis right now so yeah exactly that Kevin Knox looks pretty good yeah he Kevin reminds Knox. me watching him play last night he reminds me of Ander Dacumbo yeah or like a little Kevin Durant yeah exactly he he's, shoot. he's got that same sort of build that big huge freak athlete guy he just turned 19 I know he's crazy that's insane did you know that he, he just turned 19 when you look at him to me all night last night I kept thinking that he looks like Blastoise the Pokemon oh well, like that's what his face looks like. The yeah, big, well, I the was big thinking, turtle. Shout out to uh, Alonzo Trier. Oh yeah, baby my Bowser. My favorite player. His name's yeah. Is uh, he looks like baby Bowser. Yeah, it's true. You Al- should Alonzo Trier. Look up a side by side of baby Bowser and Alonzo Trier. Yeah, They're I identical. Mean, I never even heard of Alonzo Trier before yesterday, but he's like, I really hope he has a great season. If you told me to pick baby Bowser out of lineup, I'd mistake Alonzo Trier for him every time. Probably ten out of ten. <laughs> Probably. So, yeah, shout out Alonzo Trier. Yeah, way to go. You look like Baby Bowser. <laughs> and uh, I guess the Kevin Knox looks like... Blastoise. Blastoise. <laughs> looks like a big mean turtle. <laughs> That's definitely... I know we're staying on the Knicks too long, but like you were saying, they're not going to win any... Uh, if there was a vote on the ugliest team in the NBA, the Knicks might be up there. That's true. But hey, well, let's move on. I'm not going to say Baby Bowser's ugly. He just looks they're like just weird Baby looking. Bowser. A couple weird looking guys on that team. That's all we'll say. Yeah, all right. But yeah. So anyway, Nuggets. Ugliest team of 2018 award goes to New York Knicks. The New York Knicks. Nuggets. First place still. Nuggets, yeah. How cool is it to say that the Denver Nuggets are in first place and it's 2019? Like, That's crazy. It's January. That is crazy. Can you imagine, just think ahead a little, to NBA uh, All-Star Game, if the Nuggets are in first place going into the All-Star Game, how crazy would that be? That would be pretty crazy. But I will say... I don't want them to finish the year in first place. Yeah. Because that is a ton of pressure. That'd be so much pressure. I would, I'd be very happy if we are like the two or three seed. Golden State, please pass us. Please pass us. Because this is too much pressure for this team. Nah, I want the pressure. Let's stay number one. I have plenty of faith and I love them, but I don't want that pressure come playoffs of, oh my God, the Nuggets, they're the one seed. How'd they do this? And then. Portland comes in in the first round and beats them in six. <laughs> like, that <laughs> just sounds awful. Like I don't want to think like that. I hope they keep winning and stay in the number one seed. I hope they keep winning, but I wouldn't mind seeing them drop to the two or three. Just take a little of the pressure off. We don't need to lead the pack when you have Golden State. Like, put all the pressure back on Kevin Durant and uh, Steph Curry and the Snakes. But wouldn't you rather say we did get the number one seed and Golden State's a two seed? That means we wouldn't play them if we kept winning until the the Western Conference the finals. Western Conference Finals. Yeah, That'd be pretty sweet. But if we're the two, we we won't play them anyway. If they're the one and we're the two, we're on opposite sides of brackets. They just have home court. Yeah, that's true. And so they, we have to be one have or pressure. two, though. Yeah, I'd be but very happy three, with two. I'd be very happy with two. Three is probably not so great. Yeah, because three, your second round Golden State, and then you're playing a decent team. Like I know your second round or something. Second round, you just happens be against to be the two six seed. seed or or LeBron. I don't want to see yeah the I Lakers mean, as cool as cool as it would be to see a series with LeBron here, where we have home field, especially. Yeah, I would not want to see LeBron in the playoffs. That's very true. Even though I think we could beat them, I still wouldn't want to. I play think we him. could too, but LeBron is just like it's LeBron. He does not lose in the playoffs. LeBron's like, not losing in the first round, uh-uh. regardless. No. Unless they're the eighth seed and they have to go to the He would beat Golden State. State in the first round. I don't know about that, but <laughs> he's not losing to anybody else in the first round, period. James Harden, yeah, he Denver would be, Nuggets. I was going to say, he would beat Houston in the first round. Oh, easy. Like, beat probably Houston, five. Yeah, Houston in five. Like, just roll through. Yeah. 
It'd be like when LeBron goes to Toronto and he just they don't even stand a chance. Yeah, that's, it's like Toronto's so good the whole year. Then LeBron comes in, beats him in four. That's why it's called LeBronto. I don't know if you've ever LeBronto. heard of that. Yeah. When you when you arrive, like you know how at DIA you have like those subway cars and there's always somebody talking. Did you know that LeBron James narrates them in Toronto? He's like, welcome, welcome to, to the LeBronto. city of Toronto. <laughs> I'm LeBron James, owner of Toronto. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Chief Mayor of Toronto. A few interesting facts. Yeah. And he starts rattling off stuff about the city. That's how it works there. So. Yeah. If anybody's happy that they're out of, that he's not in the Eastern Conference, it's Toronto. Those Canadians, they caught a break. You're welcome, Canada. Yep. So, anyway. Well, I think, uh, I was thinking about this. I think we should come up with a douche of the year to end the year for 2018. There's been many douchey moments. This is... You're pushing it here. I know we're already at a long episode, but we took last week off, so that's true. So I, I think we might as well end it. What the people want to hear. I was not prepared for douche of the year. Douche so. of the year. I mean, we, should we come up with one for the week too? Well, yeah, obviously. Okay, who's the week? Let's think. Douche of the week. Yeah, I can take that one easy. Obviously, the douche of the week is Antonio Brown. Antonio that's not even Brown. That's not even a question. That is true. He like quit on your team week seventeen when you have to <laughs> win to make the playoffs. Like, that is pretty funny. Yeah. Come on, that's Antonio Brown. What a douche. That guy's all about himself. I think we've talked about him before. He's all social media. I heard he like unfollowed the Steelers on every social media thing. <laughs> he's so petty. It's like a little <laughs> child. It is really funny. He's like a, he's like a model basically. He's just a total diva. more than a football player. That's true. So yeah. All right, but what about douche of the year? Antonio Brown, douche of the week. We've had many uh, douchey people. That's true. So many. So who, which douche is the biggest douche? Take the reins of douche of the year. Well, we've had quite a few different guys. Yeah, many douches. Shout out to all the douches that made it on the Broad Sports episodes. That's true. You know who you are. Jimmy Butler. Douches. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. We, let's see. We had JJ. You picked JJ Watt. Watt. I didn't agree that guy's with JJ a total Watt. Douche. Russell Westbrook finally made it on. He did. We knew he was like. He's good for one. He came close to making it. He'll probably have a couple in the next. Oh few yeah, months. he would he, before before June. He's gonna have at least two. I'll say that. He would probably be in the running for like douche of the century. Yeah, maybe douche <laughs> of 2019, 2020. It's douche a new of year. The century <laughs> coming up. Or douche no, of douche the century. Decade. Douche of the decade. New year, new douche. <laughs> That's so, yeah. Russell. We had Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was a pretty big douche. Yeah, he's destroyed that, that team. He's probably look at the Timberwolves right now. Nominate him, like for sure. He could. He's, he's definitely in that contention. Yeah, with Jimmy Butler, Kareem Hunt. How yeah. can you forget about Kareem Hunt? Punting away, punting away his career. Yeah, punting away my fantasy team. Thanks, Kareem. Second Uh-oh. place. Screw you, Kareem. Who you else? know what? I actually I have a good idea. Okay. The I think. Based off what all the people that we've listened or that we've mentioned to be our douches of the week, yes, I think we can come to a conclusion. Okay, that the Kansas City Chiefs offense is douche of the is year. the official douche of the year. That's a very good one. Who they have? Everyone, every single one on the offense, they can be crowned. Yeah. Every, well, we don't know any of the offensive linemen, but okay. well, yeah, Eric Fisher, he's it's also kind not of a super, douche. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Eric Fisher, Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Douche. Travis Kelsey. Ultimate douche. Travis Kelsey's the biggest douche in the NFL. He's like the ideal douche. He is the ideal douche. And then you got Tyreek Hill. He's the woman beater douche. And pregnant then, woman beater <laughs> pregnant douche. Pregnant woman. Yeah, and then he's, yeah, he's just a douche. And then Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. What do we even have to say about Kareem Hunt? Yeah. He kind of. 
said it for us. It's very true. So, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Kansas City Chiefs offense. Douche of the year. Douche of the year. Douche of 2018. (laughs) Congratulations. And the the award for douche of... (laughs) Douche of the year goes to 2018. The Kansas City Chiefs offense. Yes. So anyway. All right. I think that's a good spot to close it. Yep. No upset picks of the week anymore. No upset picks. I mean, yeah. I mean, we might have to. If you guys have any good ideas for a different maybe uh, weekly segment, upset picks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's not we, the same. There's too many games. You can't yeah. just pick. So yeah, maybe we'll just like go on vacation on our picks, like <laughs> until next year. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. The upset picks of the week return. Yep. But, yeah. Well, anyway, thank you to everybody for tuning yeah, in again. Thanks as everybody. Always. It's been a it's been a great year. It has for Broad Sports. We look forward to this next year. Always. Many happy, douchey memories. Yes. <laughs> Always feel free to follow us on social media. Yeah. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Haven't looked at that for like three weeks. There's probably been like nothing posted. Probably Just not. A guess. Neither have I. B-R-O-D-S-P-O-R-T-S on all of those. Or hit us up on our uh, fan email. Check out our shop. Sports at Outlook.com. I mean, Christmas is over, but... What, there's nothing better than a belated mm. Christmas present. There's nothing better than a Broad Sports t-shirt. Exactly. I wore mine to the Nuggets game last night. Yeah, it's they're nice. They are. So, yeah. Anyway, check us out. Thank you again for tuning yep. in, as always. Thanks, everybody. Take it easy. Have a great 2019. Broad Sports. Peace. Measure up, scrutinize, counterfeit, extraordinary life.